we almost make our golf fitness a little too rotational. We almost make it, you know, everything has to look like the golf swing. You know, we have to be doing like resisted golf swings or we have to be doing, you know, kettlebell stuff with a golf swing, you know, and that to me, that's some of that's okay. Some of that is completely fine. And some of that it can be extremely helpful. Um, but if that's the only thing that we're doing, if we're not, if we're not hitting our, you know, our glutes, if we're not hitting our um, squats, if we're not doing our deadlifts, if we're not doing all those things, we're bench press or lap pull downs. It's all for nothing. All right, Dr. Greg, I'm super pumped to have you on. I love your content and I want my listeners to live their best life. You know, and I think that, you know, if someone's going to live their best life, they have to be physically fit, right? And healthy to be able to hit bombs and to be able to play golf for a long time. So I'm just pumped to have you on. Thanks for, thanks for your time. Yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate you having me on and, you know, give me a chance to, to talk about something I'm very passionate about. So I, I appreciate the platform. So thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So can we kind of get into your background? You know, I, I first heard about you or found you through the algorithm, right? So shout out to Instagram. <laughs> it worked, right? It finally worked. Yeah. <laughs> It worked, man. The golf tags work. The hashtag work. We found each other. So can we kind of get into a little bit about your background? Um, I've been a physical therapist for over seven years now. So I'm out of Richmond, Virginia. I was born and raised here. Growing up, I always played soccer, played basketball, played, you know, I did Taekwondo. Um, but my main sport was baseball. So that's kind of what got me into fitness in the first place was was always going to be baseball fitness. Um, so I ended up playing in high school and played in college as well at uh, Division Three school here in Virginia. You know, I had three surgeries in high school, and then I had one in college as well. So that kind of took me down um, the physical therapy route. And that's kind of why I'm here today and a physical therapist today. So, so I, you know, I played four years of college ball. And then after that, I, I came home and, you know, some of my college friends and I, we, you know, we got together and we're, you know, we're playing Tiger Woods on Xbox. And, you know, one of us is like, why don't we just, why don't we actually go out and play? Like, what are we doing here? You know? So, you know, that's kind of when I got introduced to golf. I never really played too much growing up, to be honest, you know, is is mainly baseball. So, you know, I started playing golf. So that's probably what, 12, 13 years ago now. And so I, you know, I played a lot before PT school and then, you know, not so much in PT school, probably about five years ago is when I really got into um, the golf, golf fitness and really got into um, what golf fitness means for, for me personally, and what it means for um, my patients as well. So, so yeah, so I'm a orthopedic certified specialist. So, you know, I have that certification and that I, you know, I have the latest research methods and I know the best way to, you know, treat my patients and what works and what, you know, um, what is the best way to treat um, orthopedic diagnoses. And so I also have my dry needling certification. So I'm certified in dry needling to uh, use acupuncture needles to go into muscle tissue to, uh, to break up that tightness, break up that tissue to increase the blood flow. So I think that that's um, a pretty cool thing as well. So um, but yeah, my golf fitness started, like I said, five years ago. So I, I distinctly remember um, there's one day I was, I was walking nine with my parents. It was a Thursday afternoon, you know, and I was just like I did every Tuesday, Thursday, we were walking nine holes. And there's one day in particular where, you know, I, the day before I'd, I lifted legs really heavy and I was, I was super sore that day. And, you know, my game was just, was just terrible. I was, you know, I was just playing absolutely miserable. Um, and it, it just kind of, you know, that, the light bulb went off and it was, it was like, what am I, what am I doing? Like, why am I, why am I, 
hurting myself? You know, why am I, why am I setting myself up to not be a better golfer? Why am I, you know, lifting heavy? Why am I not, you know, going down that route to see what would be best for me? You know, and at that time I had just taken a new job as well here in Richmond. So I started to see a few more um, athletes, a few more golfers. So, you know, that's, that's kind of when I first got started as far as um, golf fitness is concerned. So a lot to unpack there. So physical therapy, right? Are most of your patients, you know, are they injured? Or are they coming to you because maybe they want to get stronger? They want to get more fit in like the golf space? Yeah, so it's definitely a little bit of both. So I, I think it, it, it started out with, you know, the the high school golfer that hurt his back or, you know, the middle-aged guy that, um, you know, has some back pain, has some hip pain. So that's kind of how it started out. And then, you know, we, we try to find what the impairments are, what's holding you back, what's causing, what's causing, you know, your limitations. And, you know, there's also the prehab side of, of, um, physical therapy. So, you know, I'll have some, some doctors that, you know, that have a conversation with, you know, with the high school kids or with the college kids that, um, you know, they want to get checked out or they, you know, their, their parents notice that they're growing and, you know, they're not as limber as they used to be or stuff like that. So, you know, we, we really, you know, kind of see both sides of that coin, if you will. Right. So then you'd mentioned you were hurt that one day, like when you, before you really got into like doing all the golf based research kind of side of things where you were just more training, like bodybuilding, like push, pull leg kind of. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. Yeah. So in, in PT school, you know, we were either studying or we were working out and that was kind of when we um, just hit the gym hard and, you know, we, that was kind of our escape, if you will. So it, it, that was, that was my goal was just to to lift as heavy as I could and just to be as strong as I could. And, Gotcha. Okay. So then transitioning into more of the golf. So you injured yourself, right? And then, I mean, how deep in the rabbit hole did you get of the research? Is that kind of right where it started? Can we talk about that, take you to that point and how like all of this started? Because you'd mentioned that was around three years ago, right? right. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I, I would say that it's kind of happened over time. I would say that, you know, I, I, I definitely dove in and tried to see what the best training methods were and what, what the, you know, what the pros are doing, what, what people are doing out there. Cause you know, that that's was now my goal was to play better golf. You know, my baseball days were over, you know, I, my lift heavy lifting days are, are over, which is I'm completely fine. And I'm, I'm happy that that's the, the case, but um, yeah, I kind of just slowly over time, you know, it depended on the patient, that patient population that I had and, you know, the people that I was working with and, and also obviously for myself um, and for my parents as well as they were starting to get back into the game. So um, just some different subsets of, of people and it's, it's all going to be a little bit different. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how I slowly over time, you know, built up, built up the knowledge. And then, you know, just kind of recently, um, took it to Instagram to, to see how, see how that would go, you know, and see what's out there. And I, I really, I never had an Instagram before. And I, I was one of those, those guys that I'm, I'm just not going to do it. And then, you know, when you log on, it's like, Oh my, Oh my God, what are the, what are these people doing? You know, why, why are we doing this? What is, why are these people liking this? Why are, you know, so, uh, can we get into it more specifically? Like what you're seeing? I mean, that was one of the questions I had laid out to this because, you know, Look, you're you're the you're a physical therapist. You went through all the schooling and everything. Like you're obviously way more educated than the normal consumer of Instagram or of content, right? <laughs> but we're just out here, you know, someone adds a hashtag golf fitness or whatever and we get exposed to it on on our on our algorithm. So like for you as a doctor kind of looking at the industry and where things are going, like what kind of things would you warn the listeners to maybe 
be wary of as they're scrolling and as they're seeing all this golf? Sure. Yeah, that's a that's an awesome question. And it's and it's a very difficult question, too, because I think with, uh, you know, social media and and seeing, you know, the first people that pop up on my feed, you know, as just a new Instagram, you know, user, it's, it's going to be the people that have the most likes have the most followers that have the the little blue check mark. And, you know, it, and does that mean that they have a solid background? Does that mean they have a solid knowledge base? Unfortunately, no, you know, the Twitter's verifying these people because they have or sorry, Twitter, sorry, Instagram is verifying these people because because they have likes, you know, it's not because of their background or what they've studied or what they know. So, you know, and what I've what I've seen is it's 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 kind of a mixed bag. There's certainly some good stuff out there. There certainly is. But, you know, there's also um, a lot of stuff that is <laughs> it's disappointing. It's it's upsetting, frankly, to see it. And I really want to comment on it. And I really want to say something mean, but I just I just I, I try not to, you know, I try to hold back. So um, but as far as like, is it more like strength related stuff and explosive yeah, stuff? Yeah, exactly. Or like what specifically? Exactly. Yeah. So it's okay. a lot of, you know, we got we have to lift heavy if we want to hit the ball far. We have to, you know, we have to do this rotational exercise. We have to do this, this one stretch or this one exercise. And it's like, that's, that's just not true. You know, what the, what the research shows us is that it's always going to be multifactorial. It's going to be multiple reasons and multiple things that get us to where we want to go. It's not, it's, if you see something, that's the one, you know, the one thing that you need to do, that's going to fix this. I, I would, I would just say to, to take that with a grain of salt and, um, maybe just, you know, what I always tell people is, is ask questions and how, how does this stuff pertain to you? And is it really what, what you want and can you benefit? So, you know, some of those things you may be able to benefit from, and maybe, you know, there is a time and a place for you to lift heavy. I, I, I certainly agree that that may be the case in the off season, but you know, I, I think that, you know, we shouldn't, like I was doing before when I was playing golf with my parents, I, I, you can't be, you know, maxing your deadlift and your squat the day before you go out and try and try to play good golf, you know? So yeah. it's kind of hammies are going to be tight. <laughs> exactly. Glutes yeah. are gonna be tight. <laughs> Just try to pick up yeah. the ball. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's interesting. So, I mean, kind of just going a little touching on social media before we get into, you know, like what you recommend for a program and maybe like the assessment thing. I mean, it is interesting because you are, like you said, a new Instagram user and coming on, right. It's like your hook, <laughs> your pitch, like the way that you can structure your content can be more captivating, right? right? And therefore result in, you know, more likes, more follows, X, Y, Z. Yeah, they're, they're way better at me at the, the punchline or the catch or the, you know, the fear induced, if you're not doing this, you know, I'm just, <laughs> I'm initially just trying to get it out there. You know, I just, this is, this may be boring, but this is true, you know. You'd mentioned like one tip here, one tip there to fix your ball. That's kind of like the nature of golf content, I think for years, right? Right. Like, think about it, like, maybe if it's not fitness related, it's swing related, like how to hit the ball farther, do this one tip. I think that's just kind of like the nature of where golf has been at for so long. So that's why it's badass to have guys on that are like you who have gotten all this education and can just like, you know, spray us with all this knowledge. So what makes up a good golf program or like, where can someone start to, you know, get better, get physically stronger? Because it's obviously not like the bodybuilding pages of Instagram. That's not how you hit the ball farther. Right, right exactly. Because, I mean, what makes us hit the ball further is club head speed. It's not that we can bench press, you know, two plates. It's, it's, it's that we have good club head speed and that we have 
the ability to go into those ranges of motion and be strong through those ranges of motion with our swing. So, you know, as far as what makes up a good golfer, you know, I, I, I always like the saying that, you know, the better athlete you are, the better golfer you're going to be. So very simply put, you know, we, we need to be pretty well-rounded. You know, we have to have good mobility. We have to have good strength. Um, you know, we have to be flexible to a certain degree and we also have to have the ability to, to, to do this repetitively and do it over and over and then do it again the next day. So, um, but what makes up a good program? You know, I would, I would first start by saying that, you're probably going to get sick of me hearing this, but mobility. So mobility is like the number one thing that, you know, especially people, you know, that I've found in their thirties, forties, fifties, when things start to change, you know, we start to get older. It's just a natural aging process that we lose that mobility. You know, we lose that, um, you know, over time we lose water in our discs and in our disc space. And so we have a little bit of more arthritis and we have a little bit more stiffness in our back. And so we lose that mobility and we, you know, maybe we have that nine to five job where we're, we're sitting at a desk all day in a rounded position. And then we go expect to, you know, do a violent swing over and over. And we just don't have the ability to get to those certain positions. Um, so mobility is like the number one thing. That's, that's, that's a big one for me, at least for, um, you know, the people in their thirties, forties, fifties and up, um, the, the kids, the junior circuit, you know, those kids, they have so much flexibility and mobility. It's they've got the the massive backswing and the pretty follow through. They they need to focus more on you know speed training, plyometrics, kind of core strength, and just trying to get you know trying to get stronger and trying to have that um, motor neuron connection from the brain telling telling the muscles to to move quickly to to swing fast. Okay, so it kind of depends on where you're at. So um, you know, if, say you're you know, in your mid thirties, forties, mobility is a huge thing. And the mobility I'm, I'm talking about our hips, our thoracic spine. Those are kind of the two, um, two big ones that I see, you know, everyone's hips are tight and everyone's thoracic spine is, is kind of rounded and unable to, to get into those positions. So, um, okay. Yeah. Can we break that down? Cause you're Go throwing ahead. out where I just really <laughs> want to break that down. So I really want to de- do a deep dive on mobility. I think like, like you said, I mean, I am guilty of not having great mobility as well. I think probably a lot of America, probably everyone in the world could probably improve their mobility. I'm not just saying that for myself for sure. specifically, but I'm working on it, doctor. <laughs> I usually, I go to yoga on Sundays. You know, I really try to stretch. I think that, you know, having mobility not only is important in golf, but just in life too. And I kind of want to like zoom out and just reflect on who I want to be as a person. <laughs> a big part of that is just a healthy person, right? right? Being able to be old and yes, move. Yes. And that's like what mobility is. So when you think about mobility, you'd mention hips, you'd mention thoracic spine. Can we kind of like start from the bottom and go up and like you kind of touch on like everything that maybe could be improved or or take us from like your feet all the way to your head and just like, like what could people improve on? You sure. know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I like by, so, you know, the TPI test is the overhead um, deep squat. So where you got a club over your head and you're trying to get into a deep squat position. I think that 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 um, test tells us a lot about our entire body. You know, it tells us, you know, if we're unable to hold that position, get into that position, it's it's going to start at the bottom. You know, it's going to start if we have tight um, calves or if we have tight ankles, we, our feet, you know, our heels come up off the ground. So, I mean, that's one thing that if you're unable to do that or get into that position because your heels come up, then, you know, you probably have some tight ankles. You have some tight calves that need some mobility work, need some flexibility training. Um, and then, you know, knees wise, I mean, that's more of a strength thing and being able to rotate. That's, you know, as far as mobility goes, I'd probably skip that. I would say we'd probably go straight to the hips. Okay. So we need the ability to, for our hips, we need to be able to go into that internal rotation. So like in our backswing, okay, let's, let's, 
let's say we're right-handed for just for time's sake. Okay. We're right-handed our back hip. We're going into, you know, we start neutral. We go into that internal rotation. So we kind of load into that backside. Okay. So we're going into internal rotation and then we have to explode out of that internal rotation into external rotation. Okay. And so it's the opposite on the, on the back hip, I'm sorry, on the front hip. So the front hip is going to go into external rotation and then it's going to, you know, it's going to have to control that front side coming through. Um, and it's gonna have to control going into that uh, internal rotation. So that's kind of with the hips. It's 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 mainly going to be about our internal and external rotation as well as our as well as our hip extension. So, you know, those guys and everybody that has the the desk job and is, is seated a lot, we're going to have tight hip flexors in the front of our hips. Okay, the front of our hips are going to be tight just because they're in a shortened position for you know eight hours a day if we're sitting all day. So, you know, so that's another big big piece is going to be our, our hip flexors as well. So working on getting into that extension, um, and being able to, you know, go through that range of motion, but not only get to that range of motion, but be strong and stable through that range of motion. The hips are a crazy thing. Like I've done yoga ever since college and I'm still tight. You know what I mean? Right. So the hip, the hips are a wild, like you just look at it, the anatomy of the hip. There's like a lot going on down there. You know what there I mean? Are, there, yeah, <laughs> Whether yeah. it's like the front hip, the back hip, the, the glute. I don't know if you'd even consider that, but like for someone like me, who's a novice, who doesn't really know anything, never went to school. Like, I don't know if the glutes, glutes are even considered in the hip. Like I think of hips as this, this region right around my like groin area. Right. So like, and again, you know what I mean? That's just the general public. Right, like I'm right, not, right. No, I know, I'm not claiming to be anything. I don't know anything. I'll admit that literally the podcast is called figuring it out. So that being said, when you think of the hips, right? Like how can we get these things loose? Cause being sedentary isn't natural, obviously, Correct. but that's yeah. just the nature of kind of where things are at. I mean, we have all this technology but just sitting down isn't like the most natural thing. So can we kind of like deep, do even a bit deeper dive and like you trying to simplify it even more so than you already did about how we can get loose? Cause that's just such a pivotal, you know, piece of power, right? We talked about living our best life. We want to hit bombs, right? We need these, these hips to be loose, but how do we get there? Yeah. Great question. Awesome question. So, I mean, I, as far as what the hips mean to me, the hips are fully encompassing of, you know, the front of our hips, our adductors are growing, um, you know, our hip flexors on the, you know, and then our TFL, our glutes on the side, and then our, you know, our posterior hip muscles as well. So it's kind of all encompassing. Okay. Cause both, cause all of those are going to affect our internal and external rotation. So I, I don't want to get too nitty gritty on what exact muscles we're using. And, you know, it's just kind of more of a global thing is that we need to be able to go into internal and external rotation with that being said. So, I mean, I think that if we need to, we need to look at our lifestyle. Okay. So that's one of the big things as far as PT goes is we need to educate. Okay. So that's, that's a huge piece of what I do is just giving you knowledge and, and knowing what to do with that knowledge and what exactly you should be doing. So if you do, if you're the guy that has the desk job, then you need to either find a way to either have a stand-up desk okay so you can kind of alternate between 30 minutes of sitting 45 minutes of sitting and then standing for 30 or 45 minutes because you know we need to find ways of you know what is what is causing those hips to be tight is it is it because we are sitting all day you know probably you know and are we working on our, our mobility potentially but if, if we we could do all the you know the flexibility training in the world but if we sit for eight hours a day that's it's just kind of it's tough you know it's really tough you may, you know two steps forward two steps back sort of thing and um the other thing i would say is you know you talk about yoga and i think yoga is is a very good thing i'm not here to bash yoga at all so you know there's a big difference between flexibility and mobility okay so when we go to yoga we're you know i'm, I'm assuming you're doing just your your standard yoga class 
you know, we're holding up. up yeah, it's like a vinyasa flow on the beach. It's pretty cool. It's a Saturday <laughs> thing. If you're ever in San Diego, we should go. Dr. All right. Greg. It's sounds awesome. good. Sounds good. I'll yeah. take you there. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, I mean, I think that that is, that's a great thing. Okay. So don't, don't mishear what I'm saying. Okay. But I, but I, the difference between flexibility and stretching and mobility is that mobility is an active movement of the joint. Okay. So you're actively engaging those muscles to go through the range of motion that we have. Okay. So it's, it's flat. And then as far as flexibility and yoga and stretching is, is concerned, you know, you're holding that stretch for anywhere from 10 to 20 to 30 seconds up to a few minutes, you know, and that's, that's, that kind of gets away from mobility. It's no, it's to be honest, it's not mobility at that point. That is strictly flexibilities. Can I pause yeah. you right there? Because that's like pretty crazy. I've never thought about that. I always kind of like sync the two together. Mobility equals flexibility. Right. So that's not the case. Flexibility, if I had to repeat it back the way that I understand, because teach back, right? Yep, that's how yep. you learn. Mobility is like learning th or moving your body through that motion. Right. Whereas flexibility is just like holding a position essentially. Exactly. Yeah. So flexibility is the ability for like the muscle to to extend or to elongate. Okay. So say we say we're stretching our hamstrings and we're leaning forward. Okay. So we're pulling on that muscle tissue. But what happens is, you know, it's they've found with the research, once again, the research shows that with flexibility, there's not a great carryover effect day to day, you know, it's not a great carryover effect, what the what gets us the carryover effect is doing the flexibility, having that flexibility, but then using that flexibility that we have with mobility to actively go through it to actively move through that range of motion. That's how we kind of keep that motion, if you will. So can I be flexible, but not mobile? Absolutely. Is that possible? You, you, <laughs> so I can, you can in certain directions, like yeah, how does that in certain work? Directions. So say, yeah. say that you have flexible hamstrings. Okay. Say you say you can get to, you can touch your toes and that's, that's great. So that's a different, that's one plane of motion where we're able to go forward. Okay. But then we have all those other muscles that you're talking about in the hip that are going to limit our internal and our external rotation because they're not, they're not being able to go through that motion. So, um, so, you know, mobility is, is also kind of a strength thing. You have to be able to, to be strong enough right. to go through that motion. And that's, that's, that's the golf swing. You have to be able to get to wide ranges of motion, and then you have to be strong that entire time and build up speed to go through and be strong enough to go through that, that motion. Wow. Just blew my mind. I would just always, again, like I always thought the two are connected, they, so but they, that's not they, the case. They are like connected. Said, they are connected, but I yeah. would say that, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it doesn't necessarily always go hand in hand. So flexibility does not equal mobility. It certainly allows us to have, you know, a better chance to move through that motion. But unless we actively go through that motion, we're not, we're not actually gaining mobility. We're gaining flexibility, but you know, those two, those two are different in that sense. Right. Is there any case where you would want to be flexible in the golf swing or like, should people just be focused on mobility, like moving? So, forward? I mean, I, as far as the, the stretching and, you know, the flexibility goes, I, I think that you absolutely should stretch after a workout, after a round of golf. I think that that's the time, you know, that's when our muscles are, are warmed up and that's when we have blood pumping through those muscles. That's the time to try to make a change, try to make a, a change of that tissue. Um, so I think that, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be smart to try to do three to five minutes of stretching at the end of end of a workout where we're holding for 30 seconds to a minute. And so once again, the research shows is after a minute, there's really no 
benefit to a stretch. It's, it's, it's really not going to make too much of a difference at that point. So, you know, everyone's got busy lives after 60 seconds, you can kind of go on to the next thing. Okay. So, um, but, but absolutely we need to, we need to have flexibility of our, of our hip flexors of our hip flexors need to be able to extend. And we also need, um, flexibility of our hamstring muscles as well. You know, we need to be able to, to bend over. I mean, a lot of golf is whether it's the swing or, you know, just putting the ball on the tee or picking the ball up, you know, a lot of our, a lot of our motions with golf is we're in a bent over position. So if our hamstrings are tight, you know, that's going to put more stress on the back, put more stress on the, you know, on on the hips and, and other regions. Damn. You just blew my mind. All right. Where do you want to go? Do you want to keep it at hips? Do we go to core? Yeah, What's uh, next? Doc? Let's go. Yeah. Let's keep going up. So let's keep going up. So as far as like right. the, the low back goes, so, I mean, I think, uh, lumbar mobility. So the lumbar spines, the low, you know, is going to be right above our hip level. Okay. So I think our, our lumbar spine needs to be semi-mobile. I think it's, it's good for it to be able to move, but the majority of our lumbar spine is going to be for strength. It's going to be for stability. It's going to be for, um, maintaining positions and having, you know, having that stability. Right. So, you know, I would kind of, I, I think that that's important, especially if that is a position that you, you know, if, if your lumbar spine is limited, you, you should work on that. Absolutely. But if, if, hmm. you know, so how do we know? So yeah, good question. Go ahead, so I mean, I, I, it's, there's, there's definitely some different tests that you can do. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll try to upload some of those as soon as I can, but you know, and, and also being assessed, go, go find someone that can, can assess you hands-on whether, you know, if it's a one-time thing, you know, if someone that's TPI certified, I'm, I'm working, I'm signed up for some classes. So I'm, I'm heading that way. So, you know, I think that the TPI does a, does an awesome job. I've, I've looked through the book and, you know, they, they really, are looking to find your limitations, what's holding you back and you know, what you should focus on, because what I should focus on is generally going to be different from what you focus on. I mean, as far as like the mobility goes, my, maybe, you know, I have, I have tighter, you know, deep glutes and you have tighter, um, hip flexors. So, I mean, it's, it's not saying we shouldn't both work on both of those things, but for you and me, maybe we spend a little more time on different things, if you will. And so as far as my- that's, what's so hard about the content stuff yeah. too. Cause it's like, Hey, like, here's a real, of an idea I have <laughs> and you post it, but it's like, yeah. it might not be applicable to you versus me. And right. then you have someone going out and doing it. Correct. So I guess that's the important part of, like you said, going out, finding someone who knows what they're talking about is like a big part of all of oh, this. It's, huge. it's, it's like number it's every, one. It's, it's like, go to, it's go to Dr. Gray. No. It's basically, it, yeah, right? go to, it, that's everything. No, it really is. It really is. Yeah. It really is. Right. So, um, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Completely agree. And that's, and you know, that's where Instagram does lack is, you know, I'm, I'm going to post, Oh, this is a good mobility exercise for you to do. But you know, then it's like, it comes down to, there's so many different pieces to that, you know, I, I can't post for five minutes on when you should do this, why you should do this and who needs to do this, you know, that no one's gonna, no one's gonna watch that. Um, but the point is with mobility, and, and the secret to mobility, to be honest, is it's you have to be frequent with your mobility. So this is this, it's not so much you should be doing mobility work for, you know, an hour a day, you should be doing it for 30 minutes a day, you know, it, you should be doing it for anywhere from like three to five to seven minutes a day, if you have the time. So I mean, if, if you're only able to do it three days a week, that's better than probably what you were doing, you know, that gives us a better chance to, to gain mobility. So, you know, in a perfect world, it'd be done, you know, five to seven minutes a day before it's always going to be done, you know, after a little warm up, it's always going to be done first, you know, to kind of help loosen that area up. And, you know, a good way with mobility is to see if we are making differences is, is to kind of go through those tests that I'm talking about. And, you know, see if it see if it 
if you've made any changes, see if it's if it is helping. If it's not, you know, you need to find other ways to go about doing it, whether it's you need to change your mobility work, you need to, you know, use some use some resistance bands to allow you to to kind of take you into those ranges of motion or use gravity to kind of to assist you, you know, instead of just always doing like everyone sees the, you know, the rotation that we should be doing on our in quadruped. It's like, well, that that doesn't feel good to do that. And people are going to be limited into that way. So are we actually making a difference? I think that's a good thing to do if we have full motion, but to actually gain more motion, you know, that's not necessarily the best thing. The best thing is going to be to kind of using gravity or using resistance bands or kind of finding a way to to assist that motion, if you will. Right. But how do you know if we're getting more mobile? Is it more of a feel thing? Because think about like just math in general, two plus two equals four, like with mobility, I can see it kind of being like a feel like, oh, maybe even one day feels different than the other. But then you go back to it feeling like crap. I don't know. I don't know if that question even makes sense. <laughs> no, right? I, I think but I'm just thinking about math, like you can you can definitively say like, yes, this is getting better. And this, it's moving in the right direction. Right. And that's versus yes. And I it, like a feel thing. Exactly. You know? Yeah, I think it is a feel thing. And I think, you know, are you having stiffness? Are you having pain? Are you having discomfort are you feeling limitation going into that motion or does it feel semi-natural does it feel like you have the ability to hold that that position or go into that motion so and that's and that's the other thing is the test retest is to see you know there's there's plenty of tests out there of do i have good thoracic mobility you know do, do i have good thoracic rotation and and this is where you know technology comes into play and we you know we film our golf swing you know, every single day we go out there just about, right? You know, and and so why don't we film our mobility to see if if we are able to get a little bit further or to see if it is making a difference. You know, I think that, that that's a pretty good way to to let us know. And it's it's not necessarily gonna be, you know, I did mobility work for one week and I it, it didn't work for me. It's it's gotta be a consistent overtime frequency is the key sort of thing. Right. So when you like for you specifically, I mean, how do you like to I'm kind of getting ahead. We're going to go back to the core and like other parts of the sure. body. But for you, like, how do you like to kind of um, integrate it into your day? Because you always hear with working out and like anything that's hard lifestyle stuff, people are like, oh, I don't have the time. Right. I don't have right. the time. So for you specifically, I mean, you got a daughter, you're a <laughs> doctor, like there's a lot going on, young father. Like, can you just say to the people like, so maybe some suggestions on where to integrate into their day. Like that's, it's not a big deal. Like you can do this and it can make, you know, and pay dividends like exponentially in your life. Right. 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 Yeah, absolutely. I, I would say, you know, I would say probably midday if say you're not, say this is a day where you're just working you are not working out. We're not golfing. If you could do some mobility work at your lunch break, if you have five, if you're working from home, if you have five minutes to just, you know, work on your tight hips, I think that that's a, that's an awesome time to do it, you know, and, and to me, it's, it's also when you, you, you got to find what works for you too. If, if, if that's not going to work for you, if you work in a, in an, a cubicle in an office, I, I don't think people are going to want to see you getting down on the floor, but you know, I, I, I think that it's, it, you doing it at any point throughout the day is better than you not doing it. But I think that as far as like when to, when is the best time to do it, it's going to be, it's going to be once we kind of loosen up. So say we ride the bike, say we do our dynamic warm up, say we do something to get the blood flowing. That's, that's the time to do it is, is right at that time. Okay. And then, so I, I like to, you know, I get on the elliptical, I get on the rowing machine and then I jump right into my mobility work. Okay. So that's the time to kind of get it going. And then once we worked on that mobility work, you know, maybe we do have a little bit more motion then we work, um, you know, we do exercises into that, into those motions with our, with our power and with our strength and with what we plan on doing resistance wise, um, in that workout. 
Right. We're not even at power and strength, baby. We're <laughs> still in mobility. So we got to get to that. What's next? All yeah. right. So you said lumbar support. I'm assuming it'd be like front of your body next, but obviously I don't know anything. So what's what's after lumbar support? I yeah, have no so, idea. So yeah, I mean, as far as lumbar, and then we went up to the thoracic spine, right? Okay. And then as far as, um, yeah, we talked about thoracic spine, we need to be able to extend. Okay. So we need to be able to go up into thoracic extension. Okay. And then we need to be able to rotate once again. Okay. That's the obvious one, but you know, just the way that our thoracic vertebrae are kind of stacked on top of each other, we need to go into extension in order to get that full rotation. Okay. So that's the, that's something that, you know, if we, if we sit kind of rounded all day, every day, we don't, we're going to lose thoracic extension. You see those people that have the kind of that bigger curve in their back, you know, and those people have, have lost that they've lost that thoracic extension, you know, and, and once we, once we go down that road, it makes it a million times harder to kind of get out of that position, you know? And, and so, you know, I, I think that, um, the thoracic extension and just, and rotation are kind of the two biggest things as far as the, the thoracic spine is concerned. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's my biggest fear. Having like that hunchback. Like, <laughs> yeah. You don't, I don't never do want it. to be don't that guy. It. I know. Yeah. I know. I hate, I hate, it yeah. kind of makes me cringe just seeing those people, you know, cause it's, it, I hate to say it, but it's, it's, it's very, it's just, you have, it's an uphill battle to kind of get out of years of years of, you know, arthritis and everything right. and just tight tissue. It's, it's going to, it's going to take a lot. Right. For sure. All right. So are we done with the body? Yeah. Is that, is there anything <laughs> so else? So as far like, as mobility wise, I mean, I, I think that that's yeah. pretty much it to keep it simple. Yeah. Once again, I think the hips and the thoracic spine are once again, where I see majority of my patients that, that they're limited. Once again, if you know, you can get assessed by someone nearby, someone local to you, um, you know, our cervical spine, you know, we need to be able to have, so our neck. Okay. So we need to have rotation because when we turn, when we turn our thoracic spine, we still need to keep our head down on the ball, right? We're still looking at the ball. So we still do need cervical um, rotation as well. So um, that's something that can get more limited over time and something that um, we need to be able to, you know, be pain free and turn our head in order to, to swing and to, you know, to see your ball to track the ball and, and everything else. So, um, so but I think the big things once again, are going to be the thoracic spine and the in the hips just to just because I, I think we could spend all day going over this. Um, does that make sense? Right? No, that's awesome. Yeah, super valuable right there. All right, kind of want to talk about strength now. So we had mobility covered talking about strength when you zoom out like you know and you look at golf as like you know from from the very beginning of old tom morris playing around with like sheep to <laughs> now right in between there's a guy named tiger woods who totally revolutionized everything right in like prime time tiger you'd think about him like training with the navy seals and like doing all this crazy stuff with his body and you know him being like this athletic god or whatever and now you see you know everyone being an athlete so as a as a guy who is an athlete kind of zooming out you know maybe you looked at golf when you were younger you said you didn't play much now to now like you see a development of athlete right over time yes, like there's been sure. a sort of a big for change sure. can you kind of talk a little bit about that yeah yeah absolutely so i mean i i think that you know tiger obviously changed the game in so many ways you know growing up in the in the 90s it was it was a it was an awesome time to turn on sports center and see the red shirt you know so i mean it just gives me gives me chills just to think about it so um but i mean as far as like the training that you're talking about and the navy seal stuff i hate to say it but it did it did end in injury right <laughs> you know it it ended in him having i think it was a knee surgery he had back issues you know it, it's it's he was training for you know what seals are training for not necessarily necessarily his sport you know there's not always going to be that crossover like we talked about to to the game of golf because i think you know with the game of golf i think 
when you look at the when you look at the pros, you look at the top ten guys in the world right now. You've got you know you got Harmon, you've got Hovland, you've got McElroy. They're all they're all five ten and under, okay, and they're right around one hundred sixty pounds. They're a buck sixty, five ten, and they all hit it three hundred yards like it's nothing, you know. And that's 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 so unique to almost any sport is going to be the guy that. You could you could pass them on the street if you know their hats down and you wouldn't even know that that guy's a, a stud athlete, you know. So um, I think where golf has kind of turned into is going to be a game where you know an athletic build is going to be better off in the long run. So I think that that athletic build that um, you know you're a better athlete is going to make you a better golfer. It's going to decrease our our chances of injury. It's going to allow us to play on consecutive days. It's you know we're not going to get fatigued on the back nine if if we are well rounded in our in our strength and our conditioning. So. Um, you know, most of those guys have that athletic golf build and it's, it's going to maximize their swing, their mechanics. Cause you know, that's, that's the piece that we're not talking about with the golf fitness is they have the best mechanics in the world. And that's why they can also hit 300 yards at 160 pounds. So, um, you know, that's, that's not something I can help you with as far as the golf mechanics go. I'm still working on my own swing, but as far as, as far as those golfers go, I mean, there's, there's there, I mean, if you look at them, 5'10", 160, they're elite athletes. And for me, it's it's their mobility and their rotational strength throughout throughout that mobility. It's their ability to drive the club head speed, you know, to get the club head speed as fast as it can and to be able to do that repeatedly, repeatedly without, you know, causing any impairments or any limitations in our back and our hips. They're, you know, these guys aren't getting hurt because they're swinging out of their shoes. You know, it's, it's effortless for them. So, you know, I think it's, I think it's their mobility. I think it's the rotational strength. I think it's just their, their total body fitness, if you will. Okay. So this is a beautiful segue into strength. You mentioned it a few times here, rotational strength. So what does that mean? Can we really like deep dive into that Yeah, yeah. about like what it is, but then also how to improve it? Sure. Right. Sure. So, you know, rotational strength is going to start with, yeah, for me, it's going to start with our core. It's going to start with our obliques. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be kind of the whole posterior chain as well. So it's, it's not, it's not, it's obviously not one muscle, right? It's going to be muscles working together. It's going to be, when I say posterior chain, that's kind of our, our hips, our low back, and then kind of our, our shoulders all working together um, to kind of come together to, to, to build that strength in, as we go through our swing, as we go through our back swing, and then as we get to contact. So, um, you know, core strength is, is many things, you know, it's many things. So, you know, how do we improve it? It's, it's, it's going to be by doing our plyometrics. It's be, be doing our um, medicine ball stuff. It's going to be by doing our quick twitch stuff to to tell the to tell the body to tell the brain to we need to move quickly and we have to move quickly and we have to be strong through that range of motion. So as far as building our rotational strength, you know, I think that it's going to be a lot of med ball work, plyometrics with some rotation. It's going to be um, just a lot of core work in in that way. So I think that that's that's a great thing to do. And I think that's always good to either have like a core day or have a, a finish with, with some, with some core work. But as far as, as like our total body strength, it's, it's, this is a piece that I, you also see on, on Instagram is, is we, we almost make our golf fitness a little too rotational. We almost make it, you know, everything has to look like the golf swing. You know, we have to be doing like resisted golf swings or we have to be doing, um, you know, kettlebell stuff with a golf swing, you know, and that to me, that's, 
some of that's okay. Some of that is completely fine. And some of that it can be extremely helpful. Um, but if that's the only thing that we're doing, if we're not, if we're not hitting our, you know, our glutes, if we're not hitting our, um, squats, if we're not doing our deadlifts, if we're not doing all those things, we're bench press or lat pull downs, you know, I, I, it's, it's all for nothing because it's, once again, it's that chain that's, that connects the, our, our core is our chain. That's going to connect our hips to our, to our shoulders and to our, to ultimately our grip and our swing. So just so, just so I fully understand what you just said, it's not. Because basically, you know, the way I was understanding it before you brought up squats and all these movements, I was thinking, all right, I got to train core way more. I should only be doing core, but that's not necessarily the case, right? So you can still have these compound movements. I mean, you'd mentioned lat pull downs, you mentioned back, you mentioned, you know, squats, deadlifts, like it's still okay to do these compound lifts, but then sort of integrate your, your core into it to just build up the body to be able to just hit bombs, I guess, at the end of the day, right? Exactly, exactly you know, with our deadlift, with our squats, with our lunges, all of those are extremely core activating. You know, we have to have, we have to have super strong back muscles to, to maintain our proper deadlift form. We have to have, you know, good glute, um, and hamstring strength with our squats. You know, we need, we need strength to go through that motion. Um, but as far as like the rotation goes, I mean, you can, you can work that in, in between sets, you know, you can get a med ball and do our twist. We could do our, you know, we could, we could always, I like to always do like our mobility, then our plyometrics and then kind of work into like that resistance strength. So it's, it's definitely a piece. It's definitely a piece of the puzzle. It's not everything, you know, it's definitely not everything. So we have to be, we have to have strong glutes and we have to have, you know, our strong core, our strong shoulders. Um, and we have to have that strong core connecting it. So it's just a piece of that puzzle. But on the lifting side, like, are you focused on strength and seeing progressive load, like overload and gains, like on a weekly or whatever basis, or is it more of just like mobility sort of strength training of like, okay, I'm going to like do the shoulder press or whatever. I'm going to really just feel mobility throughout the movement. Or are you just trying to also gain strength at the same time? Cause it seems like a fine line, right? It is. It you don't want to overdo it. Right. Right. Correct. But you also want to focus on mobility. So can you kind of talk us through that or how you like to think through that? Yeah, side of yeah absolutely. So it's, it's a loaded question. And, and, and a lot of it is a lot of my answers are going to start with it depends because it's going to depend on a lot of things. Okay. So First of all, for me, it's going to depend on how often you're golfing. Okay. So if you're, if you're getting out there three, four times a week, it's not going to be beneficial for you to do what I was doing with my parents where I'm lifting heavy and then going to expect to, to play 18. You know, that's, that's not the time to do that. The, the off season when we're playing, you know, maybe if the weather's good once a week or maybe once every other week, depending on where you're living, that's the time to, you know, that's the time to hit the weights harder to, to try to build strength, to try to get gains. Um, but during the season, if, if we do play a lot, you know, if you're lucky enough to play two, three times a week, then that's when we need to kind of maintain our strength. You know, we need to try to not, um, lose strength over the, over the long season, because, you know, if we, if we just golf and we don't lift, you know, we're not, we're going to lose the ability to go through those rotational positions. So, and that's when the body breaks down and that's when we go get, you know, go see our PT because our, our back's starting to hurt. So, you know, it, it, it all depends. Okay. So it's a, it's a tough question to answer, but I would say that say it's, say it's mid season, you need to work on your mobility. You know, you need to do some body weight stuff or maybe some, you know, some lighter, we need to, we need to decrease our volume, decrease our reps and our sets and a little bit of our weight. Okay. So we're not just doing a body weight workout. You know, we still have to tax our muscles in their own right. Um, but we don't want to be super sore the next day, right? We still have to go out there and, and try to swing as fast as we can. So, um, 
So, you know, for me, and it depends on where you're at and depends on what you're, what you're, what you're doing, you know, and what you're doing. So, um, a lot of high value. This is a high value episode right <laughs> here, Dr. That. Greg. Absolutely. So you look at your Instagram research or bio, it says research, uh, like research based golf fitness. So I want to use kind of like the last portion of the podcast to talk about that specifically. So like, who are these, like, wh- what is all this research saying? And I mean, I'm assuming there's a lot more of it now, right? Versus in the past, we talked, oh, yeah. brought up old Tom Morris, right? But I'm <laughs> assuming like now with um, like biomechanics and like, there's all this technology to, you know, measure force of the body and X, Y, Z. Like, I'm not going to pretend like I know about it, but you know, you turn on golf channel, you see these guys, right. Using these crazy machines. Like, what is that? Is that the research you're talking about? Or can we kind of get into some of the research side of things and like where things are at? For sure. For sure. So, so for me, you know, research-based golf fitness is, is we're taking, statistical data to dictate what we do in the weight room in the gym and use that to promote us to be a better golfer. Okay. So we're using data. We're using facts to choose what training methods are going to be, you know, or what are going to allow us to be the best golfer we can be. Okay. So I want to start by saying that. So that's, that's kind of what I mean by research-based. So it's going to, you know, it's, it's going to change every year, hopefully, you know, hopefully as, 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 you know, time goes on, the technology improves, we, you know, we have more, um, we have more, we have more data, we have more research, we have more articles out there. And that's, that's gonna, that's gonna tell us something. And I think that we'd be, you know, we'd be stupid not to listen to what that says, and what those facts say. So, you know, what those training methods are. So, you know, I think that what what's kind of evolved more recently, you know, is going to be, you know, no matter, your age, you need to be doing some sort of explosive movement, whether it's a plyometric, whether, you know, if you're in your sixties or seventies, maybe, maybe we're not doing box jumps, but maybe we're doing, you know, squats with a little bit faster rhythm. Maybe we're exploding, you know, exploding, driving up. Okay. Or maybe we're doing, you know, stuff with a little bit quicker pace if, if that's what we're able to do. So it depends on your fitness level. Right. Okay. So, um, and for me, as, as far as like the fitness goes, it's, as far as like the lifting and the lifting heavy that, and I think that's where it kind of comes into play where it's, it's showing us how, you know, I just saw something the other day where it's your pecs or our pec, pec muscles and then our triceps make up 50% of our upper body strength. Okay. So that's, that's crazy. I, I, I honestly didn't, I don't know. I didn't expect that. I don't know what I expected, yeah. but that that's no shoulders. Or, so, I thought shoulders would be. Yeah. Like yeah. So yes, same, yeah. same. Yeah. I thought that the rotator cuff would be yeah. involved, but I, but, but the rotator cuff, right. you know, if you think about it is, from my side, that's more of a stability thing. But anyway, so the, uh, I, you know, as far as what that means, so what, what do we do with that information? So for me, it does not mean once again, we go, we go, uh, bench press and just do triceps. And that's, that's the main focus. Cause that's, what does that do? That makes us more rounded, you know, and then we lose our thoracic extension and rotation, and then we, we lose our swing. So, you know, it's, it, it does tell us that, you know, it's okay to bench press. It's certainly okay to bench press and you should, it, you should be bench pressing and you're missing out if you're not doing mm-hmm. bench press or you're not doing push ups. So you kind of have to use the, you know, hey, I did that this morning, doc, just <laughs> nice. so you know, it crushed chest nice. on a Monday. Very Let's nice. Go. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. I had, a, I had a back day this morning. So, I mean, I, but I mean, I think that it's, 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 it's saying that, you know, it's safe for golfers to get in the weight room and to, to be doing those compound move movements, doing the Olympic lifts, but not, but not necessarily doing it with as much weight as we possibly can. You know, we have to be, once again, we have to be strong and we have to be able to, to move quickly through those ranges of motion. So, um, and another thing that, I, that I've found more recently is a lot of people have been talking about the speed sticks. You know, I think the speed sticks are, are awesome. I think they're great. You know, I think that they have been found to improve your club head speed. Right. So, I mean, I don't know if you've tried them. Have you tried them? 
I've never tried them. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. They have like different weights and you can add, it's like by gram. So it's not like, you know, it's incremental. I know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. yeah. So I've, I've used them. I, you know, I, I'm, I haven't fully gone through the entire program, but I mean, I think that they, they can be super helpful to do in the off season. Once again, cause if we're, if we're getting out there and we're trying to just swing switch, cause the, the idea, so the idea with this, the speed stick is we're taking a light, a super lightweight. So it's lighter than what our, our clubs are. Okay. So it's a lightweight and mm -hmm. we're telling the body to swing it as fast as we possibly can. Okay. As fast as we possibly can. And so what that does is once again, it's that connection from the brain to the muscles to go fast. Okay. And so, you know, I think that that's, that's, a great way to train. But if we do looking back, if we do Olympic lifts, and we load up the weight, and we're going, we're grinding, and we're just going slowly through those ranges of motion, it's that's backwards to what the golf swing is. Okay, so that's where it's like, right. it's kind of we need to be strong, but we need to also be able to move quickly. So I think that the speed sticks are great once again. But I, I think that, you know, I think that we need to, there's a time and a place for that you can't be doing that. You know, you can't be doing that mid season if you're playing four to five times a week. Um, and doing the speed mm -hmm. sticks on the side. I mean, all you're doing is you're rotating, you're rotating, you're rotating, you're rotating as fast as you can day after day. And your body's not going to be strong enough to keep up with that. No one's, no one's going to be able to do that if we're not putting in the work in the, in the weight room, in the gym, um, getting our core stronger, keeping our mobility, those sort of things. All right. So is there any sort of publication? Like when you do read these articles, again, I don't know anything. <laughs> you get your hand on these articles. Maybe they're from VCU, you know, like it's super technical stuff, right? At the end of the day, like should, can the average person understand it or should we like rely on someone like you to kind of digest it through your content? I would say a little bit of both. I would say a little bit of both because they are, I mean, those, those, those articles are going to be anywhere from 15 to, to 30 pages long and plus, you know, and that's, that's not going to be worth your time to, to be, you know, necessarily reading every sentence of that. And Steph, I, some of those, I, I don't even know what they're talking about half the time. You know, I've, I've, I've forgotten all the ANOVAs and the T-tests and the, the P-values, but basically what they, what they tell you in, in the very first part of those research articles. So say you were just to type in, you know, um, upper body strength with a golf swing. Okay. And you find an art, a recent article. Okay. Usually it's going to be through, um, like J O S P T or it's going to be through like a, a publication site. Okay. Um, that most people do have access to, you know, you don't necessarily need it, but I, obviously I have access to more than most people. Um, but so you're going to, you're going to find the first thing that comes up is going to be the abstract. Okay. The abstract is just, you know, that's the, just the overall synopsis of what's going on. So what I would do is I would skip to the very bottom of that abstract and it's going to say what the research found, you know, what that, what that research shows us. Um, and is it, is it there a statistical difference? Is there what the, what the conclusion is? Because if you just go to the conclusion, it's, it's going to be pages and pages of this data and this, and it's, it's, it's going to be very overwhelming. It's, it's, it's at times overwhelming for me. So, you know, if, I think that it's important to, to have a good knowledge and have a good understanding, you should be asking questions and you should be hungry for that information. Um, but I mean, I think it's important to rely on the, the professionals, but also, you know, doing your own research. So not just a, a Google research, you know, just, just a Google search and you, you pick the first, you know, first sponsored ad that comes up there that, that tells you that this is what it is. Like that's, that's, that's not fair. You know, that's, that's, that's kind of doing yeah. everyone. A that's what's so hard about this. It's, there's like so much information, right? right? It's like, you have to go out and you have to find the gems. You have to find the Dr. <laughs> Greg, right? That's right. Yeah. They're the people who are going to help us. Like you said, you're just, you're here to, to help and to support the people. So like when you take a step back and you look at kind of like 
the landscape of golf fitness? Where do you th- see things going moving forward? Like, what is the future of golf fitness? Yeah, that's a great question. It's a great question. So, I mean, it, once again, it's a loaded question because where do we where do we start? I mean, I it it depends on your fitness level and depends on where you're at and what you what your goal is okay because there's going to be different goals as far as the juniors and there's going to be different goals as far as the college kids and the pros and the you know the guys that are just trying to to get out there and break 80 on you know if they get out there once a month if they're lucky which is which is me you know so um but as far as golf fitness goes and where it's where it's going is is it's going to be more of what we talked about. It's going to be, you have to do the mobility. Okay. Cause I feel like that's not, it's talked about, but it's like, it's the how of how do you do the mobility when you do the mobility it's, there's going to be some structure and there, the timing of it all is, is super important. You know, it's all very important. And when we can, when we can fit it in, if we can fit it in and um, when's the best time to maximize to maximize our gains, you know, maximize what we're doing in the gym. And it's not just going to waste and it's not hindering our golf game. So, um, you know, I, I, I think that the speed, you know, the speed sticks are, you know, using those, using those in the off season, I think, you know, you can gain, you can gain three, you know, two to three, um, miles per hour in your club head speed pretty, pretty quickly using those. So, um, I think that that's, that's that lightweight once again, using the lightweight. So, you know, once again, our, our medicine ball and our plyometrics do not have to be a, a 50 pound med ball. It should be quick. It should be move. It's gotta be speed, speed based as well. So I think that the research and fitness is going into, first of all, total body, being an athlete, doing our, doing our mobility, then our, our plyometrics as well. So learning, you know, the plyometrics, the box jumps, the rotational box jumps, the split squats, you know, targeting those areas of that are going to be most turned on by, during the golf swing, what is going to be most used during the golf swing um, and making sure that it's not, you know, that it's, that it is helping us and promoting, um, promoting our mobility and not, and not, causing us to have, you know, to have pain or to have weaknesses or have impairments. All right. All right. Last question. Um, cause we're coming up on the hour mark, but like, you know, you're, you're seeing guys hit it further and further and further, you know, is it possible? Like, do you just see that assuming like the USGA doesn't change the ball, you know, they don't roll the ball back. Like with people becoming better athletes, I mean, people are just going to keep hitting the ball further and further and further. They're just going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. Do you agree with that? Like, Think about the four minute mile, you know, like up to the person doing it, the, the per, before the person did it, it was like impossible, but then, you know, someone did it and it just became this thing that not doesn't happen all the time, but it's like more regularly, more frequent. So do you see anything like that taking place in the human body, like in human and Addy moving forward, with like not 250 ball speed, but like, you know, 220 or like 210, you know, getting higher and higher and higher on tour. I, so you, the very last point of what you said is where I, I kind of hesitate on tour. So, I mean, you've got the guys that have the, the long distance, you know, the, the guys that are going right. to, or that do that for a living and their job is to hit is one thing is to swing as hard as they can. But you know, you don't see right. those guys on the PGA tour. You don't see a single guy that's hitting it for 20, you know, consistently on the PGA tour. So, I mean, they're, they're, you gotta have a, a well-rounded game, obviously. Um, but as far mm-hmm. as that goes, yeah, it, it's gotta, it's gotta top out. It's gotta slow down. It's, it's, you know, we're kind of in that exponential curve of, you know, the, the research, the technology, all this stuff, the feedback that we're getting has kind of en- exponentially increased everyone's swing speed. Everyone's hitting it further. I mean, look at, you know, Ricky Fowler, as he gets older, he hits it further. I mean, that's not, that's not normal, right? That's right. not like the normal aging yeah. curve is tiger. Too. Yeah, tiger. Yeah. I know right? everybody it's like, yeah. so eventually that's got to, you know, kind of slow down right. and plateau a little bit. And I, I think that, you know, it, it's what we may end up seeing is if people continue to do 
you know, that push to swing harder is we're we probably going to end up with more injuries. You know, we're going to probably end up with more low back issues with with hip pain. And, you know, is the body able to withstand those those max speeds? So I, I like to, you know, kind of always um, take it back to baseball because that's, you know, kind of my foundation and what what I'm comfortable with, hmm. you know, as far as like everyone in baseball is throwing, every pitcher is throwing a hundred miles an hour. Every single one is, is now topping out, you know, one or two and everyone's throwing so hard, but what do you see? You see more Tommy John surgeries, you see more shoulder injuries, you see more, right. you know, elbow injuries. So is it, is it really best for us in our longevity to, to do that? I mean, I think that the, I think that that's not necessarily true. I don't think it's best for us to just, continue to try to hit, I mean, what is the difference between three, you know, if you say you max out at 300 versus 310 and you're swinging out of your shoes, you know, I, I really don't think that that's going to make, that's going to take shave too many strokes off your game. I really don't. And it's not going to allow right. you to, you know, play back to back days. You're going to be, you're going to be sore as hell. If you're, if you're swinging out of your shoes, every single swing and you know, God knows if it's even going near the fairway, you know, if it's even going right. in the woods or yeah. where it's going. Spray yeah, it. exactly. So, right. um, that's kind of my two cents on that. I think it's got a plateau and I think that eventually it's going to be kind of that, um, you know, we just have to be more well-rounded and, and I think that it, it will slow down. For sure. All right. Well, I really enjoyed that conversation, Dr. Greg. I learned a ton. So, uh, kind of closing thoughts, closing words, where can people find yeah, you? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you can find me at, on Instagram at dr.gregdpt. Um, I'm about to start a YouTube channel just to get some videos up as well. And then I'm, I'm going to try to come out with some programs in the near future on mobility, on flexibility as well, but on mobility. And then as far as strength training goes, so look for that over the next few months, I'll be posting that on my Instagram.